It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. Happy Saturday, everyone. It is Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White alongside. We're happy to be with you as always. A big day. Roughly 8,000 college basketball games. Is that it? I think that's a rough estimate. Okay. I'm not sure if that's the exact number. We'll get through a lot of these games today, especially there are a bunch of games that are starting at the top of the hour. By the way, real quick, I know different start time. It's going to be our usual start time moving forward on weekends, 8.30 on both Saturday and Sunday, taking you until 10 a.m. Pacific time moving forward on both Saturday and Sunday. All right, Alex, we have NFL to get to as well. May have some hockey for us a little later. Uh, it's a ton got for the next 90 minutes we also see our guy Vinny Maliulo at the top of the hour at 9 a.m pacific time I just want to start real quick before we get into these games that are starting at the top of the hour in college quick update on the NFL lines and we'll hear more from Vinny and we'll get our thoughts sprinkled in throughout the show Houston is back to a two and a half point home dog the total's been getting hit this morning on Cleveland and Houston as well so it's Browns two and a half a total has now moved to 45, which is the highest it's been all week. So not much of a surprise here, except for these weather games tonight in Kansas City and tomorrow in Buffalo. These other games are three indoor games yep. and Tampa with pretty good weather for January anywhere. Uh, I'm not surprised this total has been hit to the over this morning, Alex. Uh, I don't think I would play this under still. I still, still think we're in the range where the total is about where it should be uh but i'm curious to just see how far up this goes completely agree the first time these two met the browns won 36 22 and that was without cj stroud so i'm sure people are thinking we're going to see a lot more offense from the Texans side here i mean i would only play it over as well but i didn't touch the total here um more money coming in on the browns i'm not that surprised either joe flacco has done a fantastic job people believe in in him and their defense is very good um, I am on the side with the rookie, though. I'm going with the Texans. We've talked about this over the last few days, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we know the Browns' defense doesn't travel as well as they are at home, allowing an average of 30 points a game on the road this year. So I'm going with the rookie. I think that he can live up to the moment and, if needed, put the team on his back. He has done that in numerous games this year, C.J. Stroud, so... Looking for a big performance from him today. So we'll we'll sprinkle in our thoughts. We, we talked about this at length yesterday on uh, Football Friday. Alex and I are both on a dog in this game. And, you know, I we have a little piece here and there. But I'm trying to figure out how much I want to end up putting on the money line here in this spot. Where I know I missed the best of it. I get that. I know. But I, you and I are in the same boat here. I, this number did not move enough. From the last time these teams played, yes, there's more data points to the positive on Cleveland, but C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins didn't play in that game. So Houston, this should not be only a point difference right. from what it was the last time they played. This should be, to me, at least a minimum of two points difference uh, and probably even closer to three, maybe even three and a half with the difference from Keenum, who at this point is an older backup, still competent, but nothing special. Uh, and Nico Collins, who with Tank Dell season over, is their best pass-catching option. Again, be a fascinating game. We'll get more into this when Vinny comes in as well to just get updates on where we're at. 
uh, on the numbers. Kansas City's up to five, by the way, this morning. My goodness, wow. Just steam all week on KC from three to five. Not even a move to Miami at one point or another this week. Totals down to 43. We talked about it all week. We've been paying attention. You know the weather is going to be frigid. To put it nicely, you just cringed. I didn't even say the temperature, and Alex just cringed over here uh, with how cold it's going to be in Kansas City, where by kick, and the scary part is it's actually going to be colder than we thought at kick now. It's going to be negative two at kick. Gosh. Going to negative six by the end of the game uh, with a wind chill in the negative 25 to negative 30 range. You're, 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 you're you're just getting cold by me even mentioning this. All week, since we've been talking about this and the Buffalo game, I'm like, no, thank you. I, I don't think I could sit out there for a four-hour football game. But God bless everybody who is. It sh- still should be a good game between these two. Hopefully. I, You know, we know the struggles with Miami, especially on the defensive side, their injuries that they've been dealing with. But they should get some weapons back offensively. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Just how's the wind though? Because I the wind see... so the wind is not the wind is not quite as bad as we thought in Kansas City. Now still gonna be swirly, gonna be 13 to, uh, 10 to 13 miles an hour consistently. It's not nothing, but it's not like earlier in the week there was a potential that it was gonna be consistent 20s, which would have been a, a bigger deal, right. especially for those offenses based on quarterback play. But Gus still 25-30 potentially. It could have an impact, but not like tomorrow in Buffalo. Well, tomorrow on the show, we'll break it down in full length. But that could be that could be special with the weather we could be getting in Buffalo for that game. And we've already seen the total uh, just dip obscenely Open throughout the week. 41 and a half at some places. Or there was even 40, 42 and a half yeah. earlier in the week. And now we're on that game sitting at 33 across the board. And the side has not moved much. Moved a half, half point. A point. Half point a point. That's the that's, most interesting. You know, that's the most interesting. I'm happy you brought that up because we'll go into that game fully tomorrow. But that is the most fascinating thing I think I've ever seen with, with, with any sort of NFL game where the total dumps 10 points, almost, almost a whole 10 points. And the side has been minimal, minimally bet. I understand why it's been minimally bet, but in those conditions, any anything is plausible. Like I, again, like I told you earlier in the week, I was if it was normal weather, this would be an easy lay with Buffalo for me, and if they don't blow them out, so be it. But with that weather, I, I'm tempted to just say, you know what, we're gonna for we're we're, we're just gonna take take a outrageous money line price. There you go, Sean. Sean knew where I was going uh, on Pittsburgh because in that weather, any Weird stuff can happen. So, see how it goes uh, there tomorrow. We'll we'll break these games down further throughout the show as well. We got to hit these games that are starting at the top of the hour, so you don't miss them uh, before we get going. We may even have some in-game chatter here today. Good uh, on the show. We've got our, our TVs ready. Yeah, yeah, four big ones up top uh, right now. All right, Tennessee, Georgia. So, this has been actually more interesting on the total than the side. On the overnights, we saw eight. Got bopped down to seven and a half across the board. Tennessee favored in Athens off their loss to Mississippi State. Georgia's 2-0, and by the way, in NCC right. with a win against Arkansas in the middle of the week. So, from eight to seven and a half, this is 601 and 602 in your betting cards. The total's what's intrigued me here. Where overnights had a 146. 
for the most part. And this thing has bounced down to as low as 144 and a half at some shops. Behind us, it never got lower than 145. Now it's started to move back up from 146 to, well, now back to 146. Behind us here at the South Point, some other shops still have 145 and 145. This is actually a wide range right now across the board on the total. I've been under 146. I, I just, the way that Tennessee plays, and I know Georgia plays fast and they want to play fast. Tennessee doesn't want to play fast. No. And yeah, tempo-wise, they've been faster, but they're still known for that defense. When they've been at their best this year, at least to me, and they have played faster than they have in the past this year. 70, about 70 possessions a game. They're, in the past, they've been about a 68-possession team. I still think they're trying to adjust fully offensively to that. I still think this is an under game. Because if this game is played in the, in the mid-70s, I'm cooked, and Tennessee might lose the game outright. So I'm, uh, I'm looking at the under here at 146. I agree. I would only play it under. I didn't play this game, but look at what happened when Tennessee – played against Mississippi State, and they kind of controlled the tempo. They lost that outright to Mississippi State. Coming off that loss, I think the Wolves get it together here and can control that pace. They are top five defense in the country, second in Kempom. And then, Georgia, you said they like to play a little bit faster, but they do have a top 50 defense. So I think that'll come into play here as well. So it would only be an underplay for me. Yeah, we're sticking, uh, sticking with it here on the under. All right, let's uh, let's go to a game that moved not too long ago in the Big East, Butler and Seton Hall. So this was four and a half, mostly overnight. Now we're sticking at four, Butler laying it at home at Hinkle. Total 143 and a half down to 140, or excuse me, yeah, 143 down to 143 and a half down to 143. I'll get it right eventually. There is some 142 in the market. That's where I was trying to go there. Um you know, Alex, I would just say this with this one. So I, the numbers for me pop Seton Hall. I didn't bet this at the four and a half. The market finally took that hook this morning. I do think it's a little bit of a brutal spot for the Pirates where they beat Marquette last weekend. Then they go on the road this weekend, really had a hard fight with Georgetown. Honestly, could have lost that game, blew a big lead. Had to come from behind in the second half, and they found a way to win by four. This is a difficult spot to play in Indianapolis. And Butler has been very good at home. Now, granted, the only good, truly, really good team they played, at least top 15 quality, was UConn. They lost to them. They did beat Texas Tech earlier in the year, but the Red Raiders, I don't think, are the same team then as they are now, where I think they are a top five team in the Big 12. It's just a tough spot for me to take the points with the way Seton, with, with just with what has led into this game for Seton Hall. So even though it looked like a play last night, this is going to be a pass for me. So I went under 44 in this one. I thought that 144. was 144. 144. I thought that was a little bit high for these two. I know both of them are ranked higher offensively than defensively, but I think just this big East conference rivalry will have a tighter game here between these two. Seton Hall has done very well, though. I mean, Three in a row, you mentioned Marquette, and they also beat Providence and Georgetown there. So, I don't know. I don't mind those points there either, but I thought the stronger play was the under here. 
I want to bring up a game that uh, that may be off the beaten path, but I looked at your numbers and your numbers were this this triggered a play on Ohio and Western Michigan. Uh, Ohio's four, one fifty two and a half is the total here. I I was in Ohio earlier in the week and they lost outright to Bowling Green. Now on the road against the weaker Western Michigan squad, only laying four. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I do have Ohio as a big favorite here, minus nine. So. I didn't. I passed on this though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't take it. I was looking for dogs. So you, so when you when and we had this discussion actually outside before the show, where I just had an outrageous list of plays, just way too many, (laughs) to be honest. Good ones though. You had a lot of underdogs. So many underdogs. Yeah. Uh, And you're usually a dog player. Yes. Yes. So looking for underdogs, looking for unders that I like, unless it really stands out to me. There are a couple favorites I took today, but. That is funny. Yeah, I did circle that one and do have them as a bigger favorite here. So it would be Ohio or nothing for me in this one. I'm not touching that one. That one, uh, I thought the number, maybe a point off, not good enough uh, to play that. All right, Northwestern and Wisconsin. I got to give the Cats credit. They have uh, they have been much better than I thought they were going to be this year. Honestly, both of these teams are much better than I thought they were going to be this year. Northwestern, the 3-1 and start in, co- in conference play, their only losses to Illinois. Yeah, they got blasted in that game, but Illinois is really good. Tough road spot after the big win against Michigan State over the weekend last week. Go on the road. They fall down big to Penn State. They come from behind. Northwestern wins by four on Wednesday night. Now the, the return trip to Cole Center in Madison. Wisconsin, 4-0 in conference play. They played an old-school, grinded-out, ugly game possession wise against Ohio state earlier in the week, but they were really efficient on offense, 71 points and 59 possession. That's pretty good. That's about about 1.2 points per possession, which you're Wisconsin. You take that every time. Uh, this is seven and a half. So this is another one where the numbers for me pop Northwestern, but this is a really bad spot for Northwestern where this is the second consecutive road game. They have a really Claw up, bear down, come from behind to win on the road in State College earlier in the week. Uh, it isn't a bad trip, obviously, from Evanston to Madison, short trip. But this is really difficult for me to actually go ahead and take the points with Northwestern, even though what I have in my mo- in in my ridiculous model comes out as Northwestern being a five and a half point underdog, which would normally be a take. But I'm going to stay out of this out. Yeah, I think the number is just right. You just talked about Wisconsin. They have played very, very good. And the Big Ten is not an easy conference. So to be undefeated 4-0 and right now where they stand, I um, I trust the Badgers more here in this spot. Yeah, just it, just a bad spot. It, it, and this is like, college basketball. I'll play more spot plays than any other sport that I bet. And it makes sense why you do it. They're usually pretty good in college hoops. But this is this is one of those where the numbers can't get outweighed by the spot, where which probably means Northwestern will be out to lead, and I'll be kicking myself midway through the uh, the show here today. Uh, one other one I want to go with real quick. I am on Towson money line against uh, Northeastern. Uh, Towson I, overtime game, not the greatest of spots for Towson. I won an overtime game on Thursday against Stony Brook at home. I, this is just a fade of Northeastern who so. won, won, a, uh, won a really a really competitive back-and-forth game where they had a big lead and then 
Hofstra came back, took their own lead, but Northeastern held on on Thursday to win by three. This is not a good Northeastern team. And I thought they played way above their head, had their best game of the year against a, a really good team in the CAA and Hofstra. Uh, but this feels like a good opportunity plus price. Take the Tigers at Towson. Uh, that one's also starting at 9 a.m. All right, let's go to Louisville and NC State. Ugly basketball game. Louisville won their last time. How about that? Louisville with a win over Miami. A huge upset in that one. Get the Keens later in the show. We'll see how they'll bounce back. Seven and a half. NC State favorite on the road. 147 your total, Alex. So I really wanted to lay it with NC State. (laughs) But I just can't get there with the pack. Yes, we saw... Not a bad spot, even though it's on the road. We saw them on Wednesday. North Carolina really handled their business in Raleigh against their in-state rival. But it, it just it just feels like if this was if this was five and a half, okay, I yeah. think I could go ahead and do it. But once we get north of the three basket, once we get north of three baskets, uh, it's hard for me to lay this on the road, even against a team that I think not replicable what they did earlier in the week in Miami. It's a pass, but in-game wise, this is the angle I'd look at. Yes. Louisville gets a good, and NC State's getting looks, but they're just not making shots. I would take a discounted number in-game if you get the opportunity on the pass. I love that. You're so right. Seven and a half is just too many points to lay on the road, but NC State is the far better defense. Almost the top 50 defense in the country, holding their opponents to 67 points a game. So I think that is a great in-game opportunity between these two. Let's go to North Carolina and Syracuse sticking in the ACC. I, Alex, I'm curious your thoughts on this game because this is a really hard one for me where North Carolina just might be really good. And they've been, since that back-to-back loss stretch where they played UConn at MSG, very difficult to do that. That's basically a UConn home game. Huskies beat them, and Huskies are really darn good themselves. And then they played Kentucky and Atlanta, which obviously famously known as Catlanta for a while when they had the SEC tournament down there. Two pretty brutal neutral site games where you're, you're not going to have the, you didn't have the majority of the crowd in either of those. They almost played as road games. Since then, they destroyed Oklahoma in that game in Charlotte. They have been awesome in ACC play, winning all their games in the new year in ACC play by double digits. Now you get Syracuse where this Syracuse defense at the beginning of the year was awful at the beginning of the year. But they have really actually turned into a pretty solid defense. Now the offense has actually been the bigger concern. Uh, 71 possession game where they won 69-59 against Boston College earlier in the week. Both teams sub one point per, point per possession. That's not going to get it done. Right now, Carolina, 11 and a half at home, 157 a total. What are you doing here, if anything? So I haven't told you this yet, but... Um... I, I love this North Carolina team because okay. I went to the Final Four two years ago where they upset Duke, made it to the championship, okay. and then let go of that, what, 20-point lead to lose it. So I was rooting for the Tar Heels in that one. I love to see them bounce back this year. I think um, Armando Baca is one of the best players mm-hmm. in the country. So I am rooting for them. I still think this is too many points, um, even against the Syracuse team. But I think maybe they should be able under a double-digit favorite here. So I didn't play this one, but yeah, this North Carolina team is really good. I'm very impressed with the defense that they've be able that they've been able to have lately. So North Carolina again, the 
Last year, obviously, was just a monster, monster disappointment after making the national title game. They missed the NCAA tournament altogether. Uh, you could argue that NCAA tournament run was a little bit fluky as well. Remember, uh, getting to the championship game as an eight seed, they had that ridiculous yep. game against Baylor where Brady Manick got tossed. They're up 25 with 10 minutes to go to the game. Completely had to hold on in overtime. Uh, I, I, You know, I just, with this team, they're always loaded with talent. We know that. Uh, it's just a question of how good how good of a coach is Hubert. We don't know. We still don't really know how right. good of a coach Hubert really is. Um, but in the in the ACC, I know there are a lot of conversation of oh, could this be a year where it's where where someone pops up and catches both the Blue Bloods and Duke and Carolina? No, no, no. They are so clearly better than everyone else in this conference. I know Duke, Duke took a while to get going, but. And I know they made a th- basically made all their three-point shots in the first half earlier in the week against Pitt. Duke is really good. And Carolina, these two teams are both Final Four quality teams, at least in the forms that they've gotten to now. Um, maybe not earlier in the year, but again, you adjust Completely throughout agree. the year in college hoops more, I would argue, more than any sport at this point. Uh, so uh, right now, Carolina, big favorite against Syracuse today at 11.5. I will throw this in there. For games that are starting while the show is still going, uh, LaSalle against VCU. I think that's a good fade spot of VCU, where VCU went on the road earlier in the week and handled business. They beat a good George Mason team in Fairfax, got it done. Now, I didn't get the best of this, even though, granted, the best number was legitimately around at one book. And I'm not kidding you when I see this on the screen. The best number for this game was around for 13 seconds. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's less than a blink, as our guy Vinny says. Uh, Six. There is still some six out there. Uh, Behind us, it's mostly five and a half now in the market on this. If you can get the six on LaSalle, grab it, because I don't think that's going to be there for much longer. And you're ending up in a scenario here where LaSalle has been much better at home than they've been away from the Gola Center in Philadelphia. And this is just a good, we talk about, we've talked about spot plays a lot. I just think there's a great spot to go into against the VCU team that I think is pretty average. Their first conference win of the year and that upset win over George Mason earlier this week. I know LaSalle's metrics don't play out pretty well, but I think this is a good spot more than anything to go against Virginia Commonwealth. You're right. They're seven and two in their home games this year. I think they're just a really good, well-coached team, and they are coming off a loss to UMass. So I think mm-hmm. this will be a good turnaround spot for them. I don't mind that at all. Well, LaSalle, of course, Fran Dumphy there now uh, as he continues his his path through all the Philadelphia teams. Uh, of course, Penn and then Temple and now LaSalle after a few years out of the game coaching-wise in the second year, coaching the Explorers there in Philadelphia. Um just bring this one up as well here since we have some time uh just so we refresh i'm on the under in tennessee and georgia 146 if you can get 146 which you can behind us i think that's what you got to do lean to seton hall even at four but timid on that i would not say overly confident seven and a half it is a lean to northwestern so those two will probably win in the under probably lose that's usually how that goes alex uh did you end up betting north carolina or, did, or is it just a, so a macro you know thing? I that? do need to actually correct myself because I said that was too many points, but 
That is not true. I was looking at North Carolina State. I do have North Carolina as a 15-point favorite here, but I didn't bet it, even though they are at home. I bet Seton Hall and Butler under 144. Under so 144 on Seton Hall and Butler. I want to go to a good game in the Mountain West. Not the one here. Don't worry. We'll okay. get that later. I think the wrong team's favorite in Albuquerque. Oh, that is. I looked at that as well. So, at San Diego State and New Mexico, and I get why New Mexico is favored. I understand it. This is, I, I, I don't want to say it's a got to have it for New Mexico because it's a long conference season. They put themselves, again, for the second consecutive year in good shape at non-con. They couldn't take advantage of it last year to make the tournament. Uh, granted, again, this year, the only top 50 team they played in non-con they lost to in St. Mary's. And so far not in conference play, Colorado State, they lose to in Fort Collins. UNLV, I know the UNLV only won by 10, but the Rebels were clearly the right side all, all game long earlier in the week here in Vegas. Uh, they beat Wyoming at home. Okay, I don't think I, Wyoming's really not any good, one of the weaker teams in the conference. And now San Diego State comes marching in. Uh, the Aztecs really had to fight to win that game in San Jose on Tuesday. Quite frankly, I, th I thought they should have lost the game. Uh, but they won by three. Uh, Jaden Ledee. Jaden Ledee in that game drew 20 fouls, which is mind-boggling. That's, that's like a half season's worth of fouls drawn in that game. Um, and, you know, this four, I get it. I get why the market has done this. But to me, New Mexico State should be, should be favored in this game even on the road, even with that home field, home court advantage at the pit and the elevation factors that go into it because Albuquerque is higher than Denver elevation-wise, which is still shocking, even though I know it's fact. Uh, but I like I liked the text. I, I just think the wrong team I think the wrong team is favored, and this is a big one where we're getting plus 160 in some spots on the money line and four points across the board. See, but you said it Right off the top of that, you said it's kind of a must-have for New Mexico, and that's what kind of kept me off of this game as well. The Lobos are 8-0 at home. They are. So I just stayed away from this, but I don't mind it. I mean, that San Diego State team is very good, so getting points with them, even on the road, is always valuable. San Diego State's two losses have come away from Viejas. Lost in Provo, second day game of the year at BYU. And they lost to Grand Canyon, who, by the way, the Antelope's a good basketball team if you haven't seen them play yet out of the whack. That is a clear NCAA tournament team, uh, assuming they handle their business. They're a top 70 Ken Palm team, and quite frankly, should probably be higher with how they played this year at a 15 and one start. Uh, that is a, that is we're playing at 11 a.m., so noon in Albuquerque for that one. The other, one other game that I want to bring up real quick uh, that starts at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, Creighton and St. John's. So, Arkans, Arkans bet St. John's. This was seven and a half on the overnight. Uh, I thought it was good at seven and a half on the overnight. It's now six and a half. The total is the interesting one here because St. John's wants to run you. They want to run you. Creighton has gotten this reputation of this high-powered, fast offense. And they're, they're just not that this year. They're a, yes, they're a very efficient offense, but they play slow. They're the bottom third of college basketball in pace. So they've really revitalized what public opinion is of them uh, in the way of their offense. With that said, 
this does feel like a game where Creighton could find their their old ways and really run and gun here against a team in St. John's that just wants to run you. Uh, don't know if 153 is the right number to go over on this game. I, I really, Alex, this is going to be a common thread. Probably want a slow start in this game where we get run, teams, the teams are running, but we don't get made shots. And look for an over that's in the 140s and then hit it over there. Yes. Uh, at six and a half, I can't quite get there on St. John's. If we somehow get new, if we get back to seven, I probably will take, even though I didn't get the best of it at seven and a half on the over. See, and I'm probably going to wait in game and definitely hit that over. I thought it should have been more like 160 here. Ooh. So I'm am banking on them making their shots. Creighton's very good from the three point line and in the field, but. St. John's wants to run, like you said. So if it does start slow, I'll jump in and get a better number here. But I think it I think you're still safe at 153. I planned on playing that over as well. Playing it over with the, uh, the Butler and or excuse me, the St. John's and Creighton game for that one. I do want to bring this one up before we w- welcome our friend Vinny Maliul in not a good game. Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. I know Ole Miss is a sparkly record, and they put a hundred on Florida earlier this week. Thank you, Florida's defense. We'll get to them later in the show. Um, the metrics hate Ole Miss because they're number one in luck rankings. And they're not good on defense, which is opposite of what Beard's teams usually are. They're 14-1. and one, And they've still, they finally moved up in Ken Palm with that win on, against Florida. But they had legitimately gone backwards in their, in their rankings from what they were at the beginning of the year, despite winning all these games, they welcome in Vanderbilt, who is uh, without a, without a shadow of a doubt the worst team in the SEC. Yep. Uh, they they are not good. I would have expected more out of stack at this point. It's ten. It's one forty three and a half. I can't do anything here, Alex. The only thing I would consider here is if this game gets out to a quick start and the pace is slow, but teams are making shots. I would look to go under. Love that, or vice versa. If Vandy gets a lead at some point. You're getting a better number with Ole Miss. I would jump in there, too. All right. Well, let's hit a break here at the top of the hour. Our guy, Vinny Maliola, will join us shortly. NFL updates. We'll get into our NFL plays at the top of the hour as well for the two games tonight. One indoors, one frigid. Talk about it next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Megabucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or 
Try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world. Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in at Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White alongside, uh, and I think we may have the reason why our guy Vinny Maliulo might be delayed here for a, a few minutes. Uh, there are reports uh, out of the state of New York right now that the Bills and the Steelers, because of the weather conditions in western New York through tomorrow, that game is getting moved. To a different time, it will stay in Western New York. 4.30 on Monday, looking like the new start time for that, which means we're going to get we're gonna get double-barreled action on Monday at the same time. Wow, I'm kind of floored at this. Uh, with the start time that, the, that, that is being set here, uh, Sal Capaccio, uh, who is the sideline reporter for the Bills, on a radio broadcast up in Western New York. I think it's a pretty good uh, source uh, yeah. for, for that. Uh, but there you go. Um, we will get everything. Yep. Uh, actually, you know what? Now it's official because the governor of New York, uh, Governor uh, Hochul, uh, just announced it. So there you go. Uh, that game is officially moving to Monday. So we will get, when Vinny comes in, we will ask the question, which was on your mind immediately, of what happens to the tickets. Uh, because that is a classic check your sports, the sports book. You place the bet with rules on that. And with that said, <laughs> just throwing this out there real quick, the weather in Buffalo from Monday, it's still not great. It's still not great for what it's worth. It's still going to be windy, still going to be 20 mile an hour winds. Okay. So the conditions, yes, not as egregious as they would be tomorrow but still are not going to be ideal throwing the ball weather uh, on Monday. So we'll, we'll keep you updated on that. When Vinny comes in again, I would imagine that's why we don't have Vinny in the chair right now is because this just came down and got a little bit of a, a little bit of a scramble mode here. So do you think they didn't get enough people to shovel snow for $20? <laughs> we, we, you know, food? we weren't uh, Alex, uh, you, because we weren't interested yesterday, it was all over. Uh, for them, but that is, I am stuck. I know, honestly, I know that the weather is egregious there. I'm floored that this game is moving. I, uh, s I saw reports that said up to 65 mile per hour wind, though. I'm when still, I looked yesterday, still it said floored. 25, so it's yeah. got to be somewhere in the middle. But I was it's like, 65, come on, is that even so? There, I, there are a few things that play that are a little bit funky now with this. Where big, I think this is anything more than. My even though the weather is going to be a little bit better, like I said, I'd still now be actually more inclined to actually look to play the Bills now, where I the snow is going to be done by the time that the game play is played on Monday. Uh, it also kind of messes with the next round of 
of, of playoffs as well, where Buffalo, where now, in all honesty, I they're going to have to wait the schedule. You're the, right. The game more like, likely than not, because it's going to be a massive, and and it's not like the five four games where we already know where the scheduling is going to be. Uh, there are some weird repercussions potentially on the on the AFC side here, where Houston could end up with two days. Houston's going to end up with two days extra rest He's, if it's Houston, Cleveland, and Miami pulls the upset. To, or actually, it doesn't matter if it's Kansas City; they'll have two days extra rest on Buffalo regardless. Yeah. So, uh, fascinating. I, again, ne- unprecedented hasn't happened in the NFL playoffs before. A game getting moved because of weather conditions, uh, and here we are. Uh, with Buffalo. See, Miami, this all could have been avoided if you just beaten the Titans. It's all your fault, uh, Miami. Uh, but I'm, I'm floored. I am floored that this actually happened, uh, getting moved to Monday and two games at once. Get your sportsbook seats ready on Monday. That's right. Uh, for that one. All right. Let's go to the NFL. The games tonight, they're not moving the Kansas City one. If you're wanting to get out of there because of pure, just regular cold, you're not getting it. So we talked about this earlier. It's five. It's actually five across the board now okay. uh, on this game. 43 is the total. Now, again, I'm going to say what I've said all week on this game. I'm not chasing bad numbers on this game. Can't do it. I thought Kansas City at two and a half, the sum that opened two and a half. Those, if you got that, you should have the nuts here. You should. If it's three, still pretty good if you got those three. And Chris talked about it yesterday where he moved the four before the market moved and no one bet him on the Miami side. But you kind of telltale sign that that's the side, Kansas City's the side that everyone likes, especially the Sharps this week, or the majority of the Sharps. Um, now that we're at five, I know there's not much of a difference between four and a half and five. Five is a pretty dead number in the NFL. Are we getting to the point where you have to start considering Miami? You're, you're nodding your head in agreement. Yes, it, it, that, that it is that we have to start considering. I was going to ask you to talk me out of taking the points here with the Dolphins I, or I'm, even I'm, a, a two-to-one little sprinkle on the money line here because— That I would not do. Okay, yeah. but you're okay taking the five. Uh, you know, I'm at the point now where if you're betting this, if you're in fresh, you can't lay the points with Kansas City. No. You just can't. You miss too much of it. This game—forget the game going— through three, the game's gone through four. So you missed two, obviously three is the most key number in, the, in football, but you just, you just missed the third most key number, basically, in, in four or fourth, whatever, six, three, four, six, seven, as we know. Uh, but it, it, you went through a huge key number here, twice, two key numbers. Uh, I just can't do it. The total is what is a little more complex to me here, where, again, Kansas City's weather, There is wind, but it's not crazy wind. And it's freezing. It's frigid. It's negative two degrees at kick. It's negative 25 wind chill at kick. It's going to get worse as the game goes along. It is a Miami team that goes there that forget sub-freezing temperatures. Their last 18 games played in sub-50 temperatures. They're 1-17 outright. So... This is a team that doesn't function in the cold. And this is extreme cold. And I know Kansas City's weak. There are a ton of injuries in this game, as we talked about yesterday. Basically, all of Miami's pass rushers are out in this game with injuries. Phillips, who's been gone for six weeks. Chubb, who got hurt in week 17. Van Ginkle got hurt last week. 
They're all out. You basically have guys who were great in 2017 as your pass rushers here today. Uh, with Bruce Irvin, or actually maybe even earlier on Bruce Irvin's case. Bruce Irvin, Justin Houston both signed this week to rush the passer. And Melvin Ingram, who was on the team last week uh, for Miami. I just don't know if they're the team that's able to take advantage of Kansas City's offensive line was. Now, if Miami is fully healthy. Right. And I know Phillips happened on, Phillips' injury happened on on Black Friday. But if Bradley Chubb were here and Van Ginkle were here, this is a different handicap. But because of the injuries on Miami's side, I just can't get there, even with the issues that Kansas City's offense have had all year. See, that's good. That's what I needed. That did talk me out of it. I, I can't bet Don't what let me I talk want you to out see. Of anything, Alex. Well, like you can't <laughs> bet what you want to see. I want Tua uh, and the Dolphins point. to prove everyone wrong and to win a game in this type of weather. But you just said all the points, all the injuries that the Dolphins are dealing with, and we know that the Chiefs' defense has been above average this year, and they've given up the fewest pass. Fourth fewest passing touchdowns, also tied for fourth with rushing touchdowns. So we'll see how well the Dolphins can do offensively and moving the ball. I know they should get some key players back. I might look at Tyreek Hill scoring a touchdown, though, because he has scored one in 12 of 17 games. He did not score one in Germany against his former team, though, so maybe they get him the ball in the end zone there. But, yeah, I'm going to stay out of this one completely because missed the best number with the Chiefs. Can't make a strong enough case for Miami here. And yeah, I almost want to take the over because there is no wind and both of them should be able to score. We know that both their offenses are capable, but with that cold weather, I don't think that's the best play either. So passing this game. I just want to throw one thing out on the Buffalo game real quick. And this is part of the reason why there's going to be a state of emergency in Western New York tomorrow, which is not going to allow people to drive. Okay. So that's the main reason. That's the main reason that Buffalo game is getting postponed okay. Monday. So, still, still floored, still floored that this actually happened. But again, Miami, all you have to do is not blow a two touchdown lead to Lil Levis in four minutes, and we would not have a, We would be talking about Miami hosting Buffalo right. and Pittsburgh in Kansas City, or excuse me, actually, we'd be talking about Buffalo and Kansas City tonight. Yep. Which boy, what a game that would have been! Uh, and uh, Pittsburgh uh, down in Miami uh, for this one. So there you go. That's uh, that's what we're getting. You know, it's. Still surprised at four thirds. Surprised that game's not going earlier in the day on uh, on Monday. Two games at once. We're gonna be getting on that. All right. Um. Back to the early game, real quick. Cleveland and Houston. Hey. Two and a half still. Forty five the total. Um. We have been on Houston all week. Denzel Ward looks like he is going to play for Cleveland. Okay. Which is big news. He injured himself in practice earlier in the week. There were big time questions of if he was going to play or not. Uh, but again, you and I were in the same camp. Flacco has thrown eight interceptions in the few starts that he's had. They haven't cost him yet. And at some point I still, and that's the main reason for this pick is that I think Joe Flacco's turnovers are going to play a role in this game. And I think the Texans defense is better than they get credit for. And they have given up the fewest passing touchdowns at just 17 this year. So I think they can get it done. Yesterday I said this was the dog I was most worried about, but today I feel, I feel really good about it. Texans get the job done. Move let's uh, let's go back to college hoops. Quick updates, real quick in the games that have started. Tennessee out thirteen six on Georgia. Good start if you had the over in that game. Good start if you had the over in Seton Hall and Butler. Wackadoo <laughs> pace to that game. Thirty two points in six minutes. Uh, you know, make it board. Oh, I missed a shot. Seventeen fifteen Butler and what has just been a 
back and forth, wild paced game so far at Hinkle uh, with Seton Hall shooting free throws. 9 8 Wisconsin at the first media timeout against Northwestern. Uh, NC State's 5 0 on Louisville. And then uh, North Carolina 13 7 over Syracuse. All right, going back to the college hoops for Saturday, Xavier and Providence up next. 11 a.m. Pacific start in Rhode Island for this one. Providence is three. Xavier on the road here. They have been much better in Cincy than they have been away from Cintas this year. This has been a weird bounce on the total in this game from 143 down to 143 and a half to 141 and a half. Now back to 142 and a half. Uh, I actually thought this game was reasonably re- reasonable for the over at the big number. So okay. now that we're at a smaller number, I still think it's good, even though you missed the best of it. Um, I just don't like Xavier's defense. That's really what this comes down to. There is some concern on the Providence side. Again, they're getting more used to playing without Hopkins. They have not won since Hopkins got hurt. Um, honestly, probably not a bad spot if you want to lay Providence here to get their first win without their star player. Uh, but again, I, I am concerned about the X-Men going on the road here where their defense has been good at home but has struggled away from it. Yeah, allowing uh, their opponents 72.5 points per game. And then we've got the Friars who are 10-1 and at home. So I think the number is just right. I didn't do anything here, but I would lean more to Providence at home. Let's, uh, let's go to Lawrence, Kansas. Pretty big one. Yes. Oklahoma off their first loss of the year or their first conference loss of the year, I should say. Head to the Fog to take on Kansas, who was stunned in the second half against Central Florida. Got pummeled by the Knights in the second half. Central Florida with their first Big 12 win, and they did it in style, upsetting the highly rated Jayhawks. Uh, Alex, this is total hasn't moved. 142 from where Chris and company opened it. Seven, quickly to seven and a half. Now back to seven on this game. Uh, I'm a little surprised at how the line moved on this one. Uh, you know, I get it. It's the fog. It's Kansas. You're playing eight on five more times than not. Um, but I, this Oklahoma team is really good. And for Kansas, we've talked about this. This is still a really good team. This is still a clear top 15 caliber team. But this is not your normal Kansas team. Because even though these Kansas teams in future, in, in recent past years, including the last two teams that got one seeds, they had limited depth, but their depth is really, really tight this year. and really can only go 16, and that's even pushing it a little bit. Oklahoma can go deep. Oklahoma, more importantly, can defend. That's really the big thing that I think keeps the Sooners in this game. And the, my rule of thumb in the Big 12 this year is if I'm getting north of six and a half, it is going to be very hard to justify laying a favorite this year in the Big 12. All these teams are really good, except for West Virginia, which we'll get to them later in the show. But it is going to be very hard to justify not taking points in most of these spots, even with, to me, the best home court advantage in college athletics, period, basketball or football. But seven is just too much. I'll take it with Oklahoma in this top 10 AP, top 25 matchup. Not your betting numbers, folks. Did we talk about Jim? Did we talk with Jim about this game on Thursday? I don't, I don't, if we did, it was a very small period of time. Okay. I think we just talked about the Big 12 in general yeah. and how, yeah. how good this conference was. But 
I liked the over here. Um, okay. We know both teams can score, but both defenses are really good. Do you suggest I wait, play this one in-game? You could. I mean, look, the, the, a lot of these college hoop games are good to play in. Unless it starts out like that Seton Hall game. And well, then you can take the under now. Yes. Get a better number if you want it. I don't know if you want to do that based off the pace, but uh, there are plenty of ways to do that. Uh, but I'm, I'm not a – I think OU is strong still at seven. I think that's strong. Take that. Take the points with the Sooners. Uh, Wake Forest, West Virginia, we'll mention this quickly. 131 to total. Wake Forest, six and a half points against, West, against Virginia, UVA. Uh, I do not like this UVA team at all. I just don't think they're any good. Uh, but we know how they want to grind you. And this feels like a lot of points. Now, I don't think I can get there. Really like to be getting eight here. But this feels like a lot. And But I will say this with Virginia. We're Virginia this year. Where in the past, it didn't matter where they went. They would be competitive everywhere. On the road in conference play. And forget conference play. There are three true road games here this year, Alex. They lost by 23 at Memphis. They lost by 22 to Notre Dame, who we know is not any. And they lost by 16 in Raleigh against NC State last Saturday. They've been non-competitive away from Charlottesville. So that's the pause here. That's why this is not a play at six and a half. I'd like a little bit more. I don't even know if I can do take Virginia in in-game because you know with that offense, if they're not making shots, you're in big trouble at that point of covering any number. See, and I thought six and a half was enough here okay. to take with Virginia kind of a not a must-have but I mean they're two and two in conference right now so you know they're going to go out there and play tough yes that Notre Dame loss is bad but the other two really nothing wrong with that Memphis and NC State are good teams so I mean they got to turn it around here soon they are still very good defensively just not quite as good as the Virginia we're used to but I'm going to take the six and a half here on the road Kentucky and A&M next A&M's up to three in this game Kentucky on the road. You know, this is a very similar spot to last week where Kentucky was a dog against Florida. They went on the road, came from behind, won that game outright. Uh, yet again, we're going you're gonna to see it on gambling Twitter today. The unranked home team favored against the ranked team. We know people love that trend. I think this is another one where I think people are just going on the trend too much. I don't think this A&M team is as good as we thought they were going into the it is a desperation spot for them early in conference play where they're sitting at 0-2 where they lost to a mediocre LSU team at home. And then Auburn, they only won a game by 11, but that game wasn't really that close, even though Auburn is really good again this year. Uh, I, I Money line Kentucky. If A&M beats me, so be it. I, I, I get the trends. I know I know people love that. Like I said, that, that uh, the unranked team at home favored against the, uh, the ranked team. Um, but Kentucky is just better. I mean, it's just a better basketball team, and I think they'll find a way like they found a way in Gainesville last week. That was a really good game. Kentucky top 10 offense, of course, still top 25 defense. And then this Texas A&M team, good offense, not great defensively. So I think Kentucky will have their way here. I thought the number was right at two, but I, I would play Kentucky plus the points here. Let's go to Purdue and Penn State. Big number here, Alex. Can you... Get there with the big underdog on the road. Purdue is 18, and it's 151 and a half. By the way, that number has not moved since Chris and company opened it. Uh, I'm not touching this. I think the number's right. Penn State going on the road to West Lafayette. 
with Purdue coming off getting smashed in Lincoln by Nebraska. That is not a good spot by Penn, for Penn State. But it is so many points that I can't get there laying it with Purdue. But the total is sitting there at 151 and a half. Is that the direction you'd rather go? I, I would. This is an over that I do like. I Exactly what you're saying. Purdue coming off a loss. We know they're going to step on the gas right away offensively. It's just a matter of if Penn State can uh, put up enough points here to get us over that 151 and a half. But that was an early play for me. Let's keep it moving. Let's go to the game in town here. Are you going? You going today? I'm not going to go. I forgot gonna... the I forgot the Browns Texans started uh, around the same time. Yeah, yeah. close. Uh, UNLV and Utah State. I will be watching. So this is two. Uh, there is some one and a half in the market. Utah State is favored. Um, this Utah State team actually has been much better than I thought they were going to be this year. I thought they were going to be a border. I thought they were going to be an NIT quality team. They're an NCAA tournament quality. And a, a pretty hard out as a 7 through 11 seed probably in the NCAA tournament as currently formed. Uh, they beat Colorado State. Did what they had to do. Their only loss is overtime loss against Bradley in Peoria. Now they come here, uh, it's two. I didn't do anything with this game. I still can't quite figure out the Rebs because you look at them with Boone, with both Boones. Yeah. Their only losses are to St. Mary's in that horrible game where no one had any offense and somehow still went over because it went to overtime. And at Viejas. Now, granted, the other opponents they played they beat Creighton, which was a huge win uh, at the DLC in, in Henderson. Uh, they beat New Mexico here at, at Thomas and Mack, and they beat Hofstra pretty soundly, a pretty reasonable Hofstra team out of the CAA. I still don't know what to make of this team. So this is a classic stay off here where I get why people would bet UNLV in this spot, but I just can't get there. I know. It is tough. And coming off that big win over New Mexico, I hope it can translate. I took two and a half here. With the Rebels at home. They only have one loss at home. And that was their first game of the season to Southern. Which was just a, a really fluke. Weird loss at home. So I'm going to back the Rebels at home. I do think they are starting to find who they are. Their identity. And I really like their their point guard. True freshman. D. Don Thomas Jr. He's done an outstanding job leading this offense. And that's when they have their best games. Right? Against Creighton. He took control. Of course we had both Boone brothers first time in that game. So I'm going to back the Rebels here. It's a tough opponent. I mean, the Aggies are really good, 10-0 in their last 10, averaging 82 points a game. So should be a good good Mountain West matchup in this one. I went to sleep before the end of the game, but I'm pretty sure that Nevada lost outright last night. Did you see that? Now, now you're going to make me look. Sorry. I, didn't even, I didn't even look yesterday at that game because I, uh, I was out and about last night for uh... – for a little bit last night uh nice of my screen yeah boise won by eight so it was a good win for boise on it the road it was a really Reno. good win and chris talked about them trying to have a sellout they that place was packed so the fans were there for nevada good good win for the broncos uh, again that boise team now three and oh in conference play so we talked about it. There are a bunch of teams that are definitely good enough to be in the ncaa tournament in that league and there may even be more than we thought uh, going out of it, another ranked matchup. I want to a team with a matchup with a ranked team. I don't really love this game. Uh, Clemson and Boston College. I almost did lay it with Clemson uh, in this spot. 
last night, the overnights are nine. It's still at nine, 149 and a half. I, this is one of those, if you get in game and you get this down to around six or five and a half, I would lay with the Tigers as long as the game flow checks out. Uh, Boston College is just not good on offense. And Clemson, Clemson needs to bounce back here because this has started to go sideways for them once they've gotten into conference play, a one and three starting ACC. I'm with you here. I would only lay the points with Clemson at home. Made them a little bit bigger favorite than nine. But like I said, kind of passing on favorites right now. I do like under, though, in this one. I went under 151 and a half. It's moved down two points. I think you're still good there at 149 and a half. All right. This show's favorite team up next, BYU on the road in Orlando to take on Central Florida. So this is this is cl- this is a classic just me getting in my brain here. Because I was ready to lay it with BYU in this game. It was four and a half overnight. It's now five and a half across the board. You know, it's it's, it's kind of weird here where I thought this game was going to come bigger than four and a half. I thought it was going to come where it is now. Didn't want to lay the four and a half. Now at five and a half, it's like, well, missed it. But I still think the side's probably right. Because this is, if BYU loses this game, this is bad news. I know Central Florida just pulled the shocker against KU. But this is a brutal spot for the Knights. Even at home, even with BYU traveling, this is a really hard game to get up for if you're Central Florida, where you just beat yes. Kansas. Like, again, the program in, in, in the Big 12. And now you get BYU, who, again, top 25 team, highly rated by metrics, as we know. But it's hard to get up for those type of games, back-to-back games. And we will see these letdown spots in Big 12 play. I am on the Cougars. I laid the four and a half with them. Like you said, I mean, they are 0-2 in conference now. Lost to Cincinnati and Baylor back-to-back. So it it is a must-have for them here. And a tough spot for Central Florida after that big win. I actually kind of like the over here with these two. I think BYU comes out in a... Puts a lot of points on the board. Let's keep it rolling here. Um, let's go to Kansas State and Texas Tech next. This is another Big 12. Again, all these Big 12 games are going to be tightly lined for the most part. And this was six and a half on the overnight, and now it's down to six. And I think there's just going to be a lot of people out there that see these numbers, kind of like what I was saying earlier. If you get something north of six, yeah, you're just taking the number. And number got t- took with K-State. I still don't really know what to make of the Wildcats. Uh, again, replacing a ton from last year's Elite Eight team. Uh, they went on the road earlier this week, played a really bad first half against West Virginia, and then the second half they ran them out of the building, one by 14, but it really was not competitive at all in the second half. Now you go to Lubbock. Texas Tech has been one of the positive stories of the, uh, the on-the-court basketball season this year where I thought that they were in for a hard regress, and I like Grant McCaslin, who is the new head coach there replacing Mark Adams, but they toasted Texas in Austin and then really beat up Oklahoma State on, on Tuesday this week. Now you get, a again, a, a bottom-half team in the Big 12 coming in your building. I still would take six with K-State here, but this we're now getting to the point where, all right, once you get below the six, think you have to pass on this but at six that's probably your last chance at k-state i agree i'm i'm gonna pass on that though you just brought up all those good points about texas tech and i completely agree and and they really like to control the pace and if they can do that at home here it might be tough for the wildcats to stick in stick around in this one let's uh go to uh let's go to duke next duke taking on 
Georgia Tech here. They are big favorites. And all I'm going to say in this game real quick, where Duke is 17 in this game, 146 your total. I would be very concerned about laying a big number with Duke coming off that shooting performance in Pittsburgh earlier. Now, Georgia Tech is not any good. Duke could play one really good half and cover this game. But it's really difficult to take a team coming off of just an absurd shooting performance like Duke had earlier in the week at Pitt and then take them to cover a giant number, even in, their, even in again, an unbelievable home court advantage. I don't think I have to say too much. I think you just nailed it. That's a, it's a lot of points to take coming off of that. And Georgia Tech, last four in a row. They're trying to figure it out here, but still, too many points. Let's go to West Virginia and Texas. Again, another Big 12 game where I'm getting points with a home team and I'm getting six. The Mountaineers are clearly the worst team in the Big 12, but this is a bad spot for the Horns. They lost the home, the, the home opener in conference at Texas Tech. Then they went on the road in what was an unbelievable game in Cincinnati, back and forth, back and forth. Max Azemus bails him out at the end with a bucket with 15 seconds to go. They get the stop on the other end. They went outright as a dog at Fifth Third Arena. I, I just, I, I just can't. I, too many points to lay on a road in conference play in a brutal spot. West Virginia may not be able to take advantage of it, but I'm on, I'm on the Mountaineers getting points here. Nothing for me here. I agree. I think it's too many points to lay on the road, and it could be a good spot for West Virginia, but I'm not that confident here in the Mountaineers. Yeah, it's just the wrong team, uh, if anything, here. Auburn and LSU next. Uh, LSU's getting 14 on the road against Auburn. 153 is the total. Alex, I'll just ask you this. Is that total still too low with the way <laughs> Auburn is playing offense this year? Um, ah, let me check my numbers. Let me, before I just guess. For what it's worth, I, uh, I, I have no play on, on the total in this game. I'd only look to take 14 with LSU. Okay. That'd be the only thing I'd look at. Yeah, I think the number's just right. Just actually, right. There we go. So, yeah, not jumping to take. It's tough when you get those 150s, right? I yeah. mean, but you're right how Auburn has been playing, and you can find good spots with certain teams love to run the ball. Oklahoma State, Iowa State, 12-point line right now on this one. I, this is, again, Big 12 game. I'm getting double digits. I know it's a difficult place to play, but this is a brutal spot for Iowa State to be laying this many points against anyone, especially a team that's, at least, again, Oklahoma State's the second-worst team in the Big 12. But 12? And not to mention they just... They just had the, 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 the as big of a win as they might have all year? Yeah. In a game that was a rock fight? I, go ahead. Go beat me. Go cover a big number. If you do, tip your hat. Move to the next bet. Oklahoma State getting 12. I'm on it. Do you love this Iowa State team, though? I think they're good. Okay. I don't know how good they are. They're going to be ranked in the, in, the, in the polls this week, which, okay, sure. But I, they're, 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 a second, they're a second weekend caliber team. Okay. I think a lot of these teams in the Big 12 are second weekend caliber teams. Um, so... I'm with you though. I think I think it's a great spot for the Cowboys here with getting 12 points. Elongated rest for Arizona as they go to to Pullman. Pretty weird one-off here uh, for going up to Wazoo. I, I don't know weird scheduling there. Eight and a half. Cats laying it on the road right now. One fifty-three and a half. Uh, nothing 
triggered a bet for me in this game, Alex. I thought the number was right. Wazoo's coming off a win at the Galen Center against USC earlier in the week. This did go as high as 10.5 in some spots. Uh, but I, I now that we're back to 8.5, this is uh, nada for me. No, because I, I think 10.5 is probably closer to my number with the rating of Arizona. So stay away from me. I'm not going to lay that many points on the road. But it Let, would be Wildcats or nothing. Let's go to one I like. Houston on the road in Fort Worth taking on TCU. I'm about to go against what I've said all day on the Big 12 underdogs. I like the favorite in this game. On the road, four. There was some three and a half, but it wasn't there for long. This just feels like a really good spot for a bounce back for Houston, where you're going on the road to a team that I do like. TCU is a good basketball team. They're a tournament team, for sure. But when they have elevated their competition this year, yeah, they played a really difficult, tough game against Kansas. Probably should have won that game. The refs really, really hosed them in that game at the end with that flagrant. And, of course, we didn't see it because they had to get to the UNLV game here. Sorry, still a little angry on that. Uh, and then they beat Oklahoma earlier in the week uh, at home. I just don't think this is – I think this is just a good, a good spot on Houston, even though it's a road favorite in conference – I, I like the Cougs lay the points. I don't hate it at all. And, you know, there there are going to be some favorites that we like with these good spots because there was a lot of upsets this week. Four of the top five teams were upset. So this is a good spot for Houston, definitely. I like the under I 136. I know it's a low one, but, I mean, we know how good Houston's defense is, and I think that'll be a big priority for them today. Baylor and Cincinnati, I, I want to hit three more before we bring in our guy Vincenzo. Uh, Baylor six against Cincy. Again, I going against what I've said. I do like the favorite in this game. I don't think it's a good spot for Cincinnati going on the road to Waco after that tough loss they suffered at home against Texas this week. Baylor, hard-fought game, back and forth for a while, but put it away late against BYU, down at halftime, won the game. It's uh, third game in their new venue down there in Waco as well. I thought this game should have come closer to eight. So six, not the biggest of advantages, but I think it's good on Baylor Lane. One of the favorites I did take too. I laid the six with Baylor here. The Cincinnati team is better than expected. I will give them that, but good spot for the Bears. I have to bring it up because I think it's a contractual uh, obligation of me. Yes. Uh, I like Santa Clara again. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. Um, it is a brutal spot for them. I, I acknowledge that. It's brutal. You're playing the second-best team in that conference after you just beat Gonzaga, Gonzaga for the first time in over 10 years. Yes. But I still think this team's undervalued. Uh, they, 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 very good on offense. They're well-coached. Uh, St. Mary's starting to find it a little bit because they really were all over the map at non-con, which was a little bit of a stunner because I thought they were every. I thought they were better than Gonzaga. They still might be better. Than Gonzaga with the way the Zags look so. right now, uh, but six is too much. Uh, if St. Mary's beats me, so be it. I, I'm on the Broncos again. Shocker, shocker. I, what is that number nine this year for me with, with Santa Clara already? See, yeah, hey, if they keep winning, keep riding them, right? Uh, that's six. A, that's a good WCC matchup. I'm it excited is a good for that game. one. Yes, very good game there. All right, last Nothing one for me. Last, way. last one I want to touch on is Alabama and Mississippi State. Uh, I like Alabama here. I just think he's a bad spot for Mississippi State. I've been saying that a lot today, haven't I? That's okay. Bad spots, bad spots. Um, 
They just beat Tennessee earlier in the week. And now you get the double with, I know Bama, forget the polls. Bama's the second best team in the, or, or, to me, Kentucky and then Bama with Tennessee right there. Those two, those are your top three teams in the SEC. Question is, as always with Alabama, are they making their shots? Right. If they're not making their shots, they are capable of losing to anyone in conference play. But if they're making their shots, like we saw in the second half against South Carolina, where they just, as soon as they started making the shots, that's a tidal wave. You're not getting out of the way. You have no chance of getting out of the way of it. So I like the Tide. Uh, I, I like them outright. You can take a short money line price. We're both on the same side in this one. I like Alabama as well. Mark Sears had 31 points in that game against South Carolina that you're talking about. So if they can get going, which I like this team in general. So I think they might be the best in the SEC. Is that too far? Yeah. Uh, they might be. They might be. I still think Kentucky's better, personally. I think Kentucky's that. That's the, they're the team to beat in the SEC. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We get back. Vinny Maliula and his laptop is here. And we're going to ask the question that I'm sure a lot of people have of, hey, that game got moved to Monday. What happens to my tickets? Vinny Maliula will be able to answer that and more when we get back. Sports by the book. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib, Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. And if you're craving a taste of Italy, come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar, where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu plus a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. Balance your hunger with Zenshin. Welcome back in. Final segment for us, Sports by the Book, here at the South Point Studio. Boy, it's a good thing we had 90 minutes today. We needed it. All the college hoops, the, the NFL playoffs, and our guy, Vinny Maliulo, with a lot of things happening at the top of the hour. College hoops. Oh, and by the way, the NFL moving a playoff game, which is unprecedented. That's right. Um, so, What's the that, most popular question today? So that's what we have to start with. <laughs> the over and under on how many times I've answered this already. I, I 
more than you, more than you would like. Oh, no, it's it, it it has to be. But, um, but with has the, to be asked with with the with the game moving from Sunday right. to Monday, Vinny. Right. With Buffalo and Pittsburgh because of the inclement weather in Western New York, state mm-hmm. of emergency in that area. Uh, Governor of New York, along with the NFL, agreeing to move the game to. I made a mistake earlier. Four thirty. Eastern time, right. so that will be a traditional doubleheader on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, four thirty and eight fifteen on Monday. But Vinny, what happens to my tickets if I already bet this game? Okay, so <laughs> your ticket is a refund. So if you have a straight bet on either side, the total, the money line, you have a refund because the house rules here at South Point stipulate that. In, in this case of an NFL game, whether it's a regular season game or a playoff game, must take place on the date of, that it was scheduled. So, for consistency's sake, obviously, that uh, uh, that game is going – if you have a straight bet, as I outlined, it'll be a refund. If you have a multi-leg bet, if you have a, uh, a parlay, if you have a teaser – like some people in this studio do, it will be reduced. I did see. I know. I did see the uh, the the team teaser. Uh, that will be reduced by the number of entries you have for that game. So what I mean by that is this: if you, for instance, had the Steelers plus the points, right, on on a, a parlay or a teaser, you had the total in the teaser. Uh, if you had the money line in a parlay, anything in a parlay. Any multi-leg wager involving that game will reduce the ticket by one or two, however many entries you had in it. If you had both the side and the total, okay, it would be by by both. So again, if you had uh, Alex, the teaser uh, that 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 the studio team has was, yep. had the Steelers and the total. No, we just had the Steelers. Steelers, and it was up. a five-teamer. Um, I think if it was a five teamer, it'll re- reduce to a four teamer. Yes. Okay. So if it's a, now, here's the other thing. If it is a two team teaser, okay, here at South Point, it'll be a refund no matter what the other side does. If the other side wins, it's a refund. If the other side selection loses, it's a refund. Find your other dance partner, guys. Okay. Check your house rules where you are. I'm speaking strictly from the South Point gone gaming side of, of life. And you just made the most critical point of all. Every book has different rules for this. That, uh, teasers in particular, there yeah. are multi, yeah. multiple rules yeah. for, for teasers. There, 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 right? are, there, there are yeah. different rules on everything, period. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. There are some books that are going to say this is action still. Some, some may, may say some, it. Some may it say should it. be stipulated somewhere. Yeah. It, okay. All avail, all, always available yeah. whenever you go to a book. Uh-huh. You can ask for the house rules. Absolutely. Give them to you every time. We have them, them posted right yep. here for uh, yep. everyone. We have copies of the house rules uh, for folks to, to, to take, to review, to keep. And it's important. And, you know, and listen, look, it, this is not something that, we like to have it either. I mean, it's you know, it, it affects parlay cards. It affects a lot of things. But again, you must be consistent with your house rules, and our house rules stipulate in this particular case uh, that uh, the event must take place on the originally scheduled date. Now, 
Um, are there events during the course of the year that uh, that that's a little bit different? Sure, uh, the Masters, you know, within a week. It depends. It depends on what the event is. But in this case, uh, it's uh, it's very very specific. Now, what we did do is repost the new game. The new game is up already. Uh, right before I came in, Chris Andrews uh, posted it. So there are also new betting numbers. Remember, the betting numbers are the numbers to the left of each team that are entered into the computer system to you know uh, when folks are making their selection. So the game is scheduled for Monday at 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern time. The new betting numbers are 153 and 154. The uh, bills are nine and a half. Ten now. And ten now, yes. It'll, <laughs> it'll talk as we, as we speak. Yep, there you go. And the uh, total is 38. So that's, so, uh, that's what, uh, uh, what, uh, what opened. Uh, now, again, movement already with, uh, with the, uh, uh, the game. So I will say, like we were talking about it earlier, the weather is going to be better, but it's not going to be significantly better than what it was supposed to be. The biggest difference is we're not going to have those 55-mile-an-hour gusts. I think it's anymore. still going to be breezy, but not as – yeah, yeah I, don't, we, we, I don't think you're – you know, you're bordering on hurricane. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're a 20 mile an hour winds, which is still significant in an NFL yeah. game, but, but you're not you're not dealing with the 35 mile an hour base going to 60. You're now dealing with a 20 mile an hour base going to 40, which again is still significant. By the way, I think that total, total just up. moved to 37 and yeah. a half. Speaking <laughs> of the wind, yeah. So you know, it's again, it's it, yeah. I. I I'm not quite in the same camp, but now that we got, now that we're back to a full ten with the way the weather is, mm-hmm. I probably will end up taking ten with Pittsburgh just because of the again twenty plus mile an hour winds. That's significant. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, but just, who is it going to be more significant for? Well, I don't think Pittsburgh should throw a pass anyway. <laughs> so, well, they tend to. Maybe Buffalo shouldn't either, though. They I, I don't disagree football. with that either, Alex. So, <laughs> I don't disagree. On a ground and pound, uh, uh, up there. Rex Ryan will love it, um, but. Uh, uh, you know, it's it, it's fascinating though because yeah. Vinny, this is this is an unprecedented. We, we've seen it in the regular season plenty of times, uh-huh. but this is unprecedented for the playoffs. It's 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 very rare, for, yeah. uh, certainly, Jeff. I mean, uh, and again, uh, the most important thing is being consistent with your house rules. You can't just arbitrarily change that. Now, could could you put up a stipulation? There's a difference between house rules and and you must have stipulations for certain certain uh, uh, bets too. Could uh, could a stipulation uh, uh, it have addressed it possibly? Uh, but you also want to be able to to post that. You can't do it once the game is posted. So, again, from from a consistency standpoint, you have to uh, you have to be consistent. By the way, what what people are probably some people are saying, well, what's a stipulation? Here, a stipulation as an example would be uh, you'll see quite a few of them for the the Super Bowl propositions, right? Let's say there's a, a player prop, uh, you know, for a receiver to uh, have X amount of receiving yards. Um, okay, well, that receiver must play in the game but does not have to start. Uh, and, and you would say, well, what happens if he doesn't play at all? If he doesn't, doesn't play at all, well, it's, that would be a refund. Right. Um, now, you could see in the box score, too, if the player did play and didn't have any receptions either. So. Um, there, there are a lot of things uh, that have to be addressed, and frankly, and when we get closer to uh, to the Super Bowl, we'll talk about that, uh, where 
there's a that that's the part that really takes a lot of time in crafting crafting the the bets is is easier sometimes than addressing the parameters of what uh what's what's involved with the wagers just to clarify so the parlay cards and teaser cards same thing as what you said for the parlays it's yes. just one leg less it'll it'll be one leg less uh uh on those alex and again if let's say so and on parlay cards and teaser cards there's a minimum number of selections right. if it impacts the minimum number of selections then those cards will be refunded as well regardless of what happens to the other two so there's a difference too uh so for instance a lot of parlay cards have a minimum of, let's say, three selections, okay? Um, if you have a three-team parlay off the board, it reduces to two. If you have a parlay card that has a minimum number of selections, then that those, if, if it goes below that num minimum number of selections as a result of this postponement, then that would be a refund. And why is that different off the board and on the parlay cards? Because the parlay card numbers are static. They're fixed. So that, and, and again, those rules are posted on the cards themselves. So uh, the house rules address uh, uh, everything, especially off the board, but they also stipulate too that parlay cards have their rules and on the back of the parlay card uh, or the front of it, depending on uh, the location, the, the rules will be clearly posted. So again, check uh, check your uh, your particular house rules wherever you are, and um, again, don't don't hesitate. If you need to, come to the counter and ask uh, for further clarification. Let's go to the games that yeah. are regularly scheduled. Let's go today. to the games that have not yet been postponed. Yeah, have not. Postponed. Well, they're not moving Kansas City. I, don't I can think tell so. you that. Uh, let's just start there. Let's start with the lay one first because this has been the aggressive mover all week. Yeah. And now you're up to five. Five. Mm -hmm. Forty three on a total. I, again, Vinny, I just talked about this yesterday that we expected this to move the five but it's yeah. still jarring to fact, see in fact excuse me for interrupting it moved right after we got out no right i know it immediately yeah. uh, but it, it's still jarring to see this that that like, this game has moved two full points and there's basically been no resistance with miami backers here you know jeff it's a good point um but the reason it's moved and has not stopped i think is because there's i think there's a realization that uh and it's it's getting so much attention not not only the weather but the fact that the the dolphins have the the amount of injuries that they have and uh, outside of waddle uh, who's probably going to go um or at least give every every effort to go the other injuries uh, are significant on the offensive line and um and on the defense so it's a uh, I, I think it's it, it's bared, bared, bearing uh, uh, notice by uh, by the betting public, and uh, when you combine uh, the weather with the fact that they have such significant injuries, Alex, I think that's uh, what's contributing to this number uh, continuing to climb. They're coming off a very brutal game against Buffalo to yeah. be put in this spot where Kansas City, they actually got to sit their guys and rest their guys, so that is... Almost like a, a bye week for the Chiefs here, and yeah. we know how Andy Reid does on, on those weeks. Yeah. Jeff had to talk me out of jumping, taking the Dolphins down, but we're good. We know why. It's, it's, yeah, it's the line moved and everything. It, it, again, I, like, it's, I, we won't get the six. But if somehow we got the six, then, yeah, it's an auto take. But if we got the yeah. six, uh, by the way, Vinny, there was a game in college basketball. It wasn't here. It was at a different shop. 
that legitimately had a lineup for 13 seconds last night. No, so that's that's a that's not that. even a blink. You'll see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's it just it is still the way this line is moving. I I agree with them. I agree that Kansas City should be the side bet. It's just at this point, if you should not be chasing bad numbers. No. If you miss this, and you know what, if Miami scores first, guess what? You're gonna be getting Kansas City around the number that the, the if it's a field goal, you'll be getting Kansas City three probably. You mean if the Dolphins score? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah Miami scores first. Yeah. You're going to be yeah. getting yeah. Kansas City at either three or a better number anyway. Possibly, so, depending on how early that score takes yeah, place yeah. too. And what is it? Is it a field goal or is it a touchdown? Well, a touchdown, so, you're you know, I mean, definitely getting better. Yeah. Than, you're going to get better than no laying three at that point. No question. City. Uh, the early game, Cleveland and, and, and Houston. You know, so we talked about this. This has been a toggler this yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Two and a half, three, two right. and a half, two, two and a half. Question with this game is, is it going to get back to three, uh, which maybe it does by around kick, but if it does, I don't think it will be for long, Vinny. I don't think so either. Um, by the way, the total did move right before I came yep. into the studio from 45 down to uh, 44 and a half. Um, yeah, this one, I, I, I could see, it wouldn't shock me if it goes either way, if it goes to two or if it does go to three. If it does go to three, I don't anticipate it lasting uh, uh, very long, but um. Yeah, this one, uh, this one is going uh, going to get the uh, the weekend started, and so, at, you know, as we get further into the weekend, uh, the carryover will also impact some line movement on those games. But obviously, with this game kicking off the the playoffs this week, it's it you know it uh, it less less movement in, in terms of because uh, there is no carryover to it really. Well, maybe a little bit from the Washington-Michigan game, but really not as much as – actually not as much as I thought uh, it would be. We've talked about this game a lot, given our sides. Let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. Respected money on both sides? Well, or- especially when it's three. Uh, you know, that's that that's definitely uh, a pretty a pretty uh, professional. Uh, but, yeah, there's uh, there's actually – you. I've, I've talked to uh, seasoned betters that, uh, that are making a case for both sides, you know, when it comes to – uh, Houston, um, they like what they see uh, with the you know the the rookie C.J. Stroud and and company. Although um, certainly some some injuries to to the wide receiver core that uh, although Collins I think is uh, is is back. So and and that's 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 the most critical one for uh, for them. Um, but also the case for the veteran uh, Joe Flacco led uh, Browns and their defense. You know and and there's always that that. Um, you know that that mindset that hey listen defense travels right so um i and but so i've seen both uh, teams get both casual and respected uh, support Alex, for sure yeah vinny we'll be you'll be back with us tomorrow i'll be here you'll be here tomorrow yes we'll have two games to talk about mm-hmm. or, well yeah yeah, just two tomorrow. Two, two tomorrow. Two, now with two, four, now with, I was about we to say, two, oh, I'm two, wrong. Two. No, it's two now because yeah. of the move. Right. Uh, we won't have we won't have the rush. Two a days. We won't have the rush a tomorrow. Yeah. Actually, we can take our time and yeah, and get everything ready and see how that Buffalo Pittsburgh game is moving now that it's now Monday at four thirty Eastern time right. in Western New York. By the way, going. with yes. TV, uh, I just want to point out too, uh, no other games start times have been impacted. So that just yeah no, the, the, no the only, one, one person did ask that what is it you know I'm, obviously we're not the TV executives but we, uh, <laughs> uh, because you, 
there was a question as to because the, the game from yesterday got moved, will will uh, one or both of the other games get changed? And that no. So. And we should bring up too that you'll have both games on today, even though they are exclusively on Peacock. Well, the second so. game is exclusively on Peacock. Second game. If you're yeah. at home. We but do yes. have so a uh, come to South Point yeah. uh, here at South Point. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, yes. We'll it, have it. It'll actually be probably a firmer feed here at South Point than your feed at home. So come on down, yeah. sit in the comf- comfy chairs or your blue boots, and and, uh, and yep. go ahead. Uh, there's no such thing as Peacock exclusive here, Vinny. No, no, there's <laughs> no, none of that. So, all right, that's all the time we have here today. Uh, Vinny, thank you as always. Good uh, to be with both of you. Alex, good work. Got a lot of college Good luck on Tom- your bets today. Yes. Uh, I didn't have as many as I thought I would, which is a good thing. Uh, 8.30 tomorrow, we're back. Vinny will be with us for a little bit tomorrow. And our guy, Matt Neverett, will join us tomorrow in studio at 9.20. Tomorrow morning, and uh, we'll be able to announce something a little fun with our guy, Matt Neverett, as well, tomorrow on the show. We'll see you then. Good luck on all your plays today. This has been Sports by the Book, South Point Studio.